Welcome one, welcome all to the Multicultural Misfits Podcast. This is your host, Audio AB. Right next to me on the couch, I have my wonderful co-host. It's Omar. And right next to him, I have my wonderful co-host and executive producer. Jordan. I was say, <laughs> you don't, you don't got to talk if you don't want to. He just, Jordan. He just had a bit of a, a, an op- a dental operation, an extensive dental operation, and uh, my, my guy's not feeling so well. Yeah. That boy so, got his wisdom teeth removed. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you're going to hear a lot of me and Omar talking today. So, yeah. So strap in. I bet. You better like us. Put a strap on. Put a strap on on strap in put a strap on on put it in yourself and strap in <laughs> did you guys hear about i mean you guys had to have heard about this the fucking the white cop this this chick she, oh of dude, course she was being okay so she would meet up with other police officers in like abandoned buildings and they would run trains on her they would do it in abandoned buildings typically yeah or they find other places to do it that Makes are just it like weird where there's not a lot of people i thought they were doing it at the precinct I didn't know they were doing it at the precinct. Holy shit. No, no. I thought they were. No, that would be I, the I'm, ideal place to do it, but they're meeting in abandoned places. If, if they did it at the precinct, holy shit. I, I just know they were meeting in abandoned places. And it was like two black officers and this one white black cop. And they were just running trains on this bitch. And she's married, too. And her husband is her husband is not okay with this, right? I, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I, I wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking nuts, bro. Imagine that. Like it, Apparently, they found out because it was an anonymous tip to the sergeant or whatever mm-hmm. that this girl's been doing this and I guess they confronted them and they and they squealed. Hey, she's been running trains. She's been getting <laughs> fucked by like five to eight officers for three she's, months. She's doing her job, clocking out and then just getting railed. And she looks... You see what she looks like? She looks like... I don't even know she what, She looks dude. like an innocent white girl. Like, like an egg. She looks like an yeah. egg. <laughs> like it's not... She doesn't look like a lady getting trains ran on her. You know what I mean? No, absolutely not. Not at all, bro. But I mean, I guess what's the criteria for a woman that looks like she has trains ran on her? I don't know. I guess so. I don't know. I mean, like, imagine that girl coming up to you. you that's your coworker. And she like how did how did how did she get them you, to do this? That, that, you know what I mean? That's like, exactly what I was gonna say. I was like, all right, I bet it was this one dude, and I bet it was like the black dude with the most game, and he was like, Listen, like like he's just, just flirting with her. Yeah, just regular shit. fucking. He's just and, regular trying yeah. to fuck. And then, you know, he's regular trying to fuck and she let him fuck. And then like he just started talking to her. And he was like, what if we bring in one of my homeboys or whatever? And she's like, I don't know. And then he fucking brings the dude in, and then they, they both fuck her. And then he's like, all right, what if we bring in more guys? And then, they just, <laughs> and then just, they just grow the circle more and more. That's fucking insane, man. I mean, that's a crazy thing. Like, And then a cop of all people, you would not think that shit would be happening. But this guy was – and then it's like a, a profession where there's not even a lot of women. So this, guy, this guy's wife is a cop. He's like, all right, you know, have fun, be safe. And she's out there getting railed by her coworkers, <laughs> dude. When they're supposed to be defending uh, defending us. Yeah, when they're supposed to be defending us. When really they're fucking arresting people <laughs> and fucking... I saw another video online of a... Um, so you know like when you're, you're driving through traffic, right? And you know, there's cops who are like... Let's say if they're outside of like a church and they're helping direct traffic and they're wearing like a neon vest. Mm-hmm. I saw a video of a cop directing traffic. Right, and he's like, you know how they, they use their hands, like, go this way, go this way, go yeah. that way, stop. Yeah, you know I fucking mean? hate those guys. <laughs> I know. So the video is like, it's from the point of view of um, the cops' um, body cam as well as like a few other people's dash cams. And basically, what the cop does is this chick is driving, and then he kind of tells her to stop, but he doesn't do it like at a good angle. Like he's kind of behind a truck when he's doing it, and she can't see his hand. Mm-hmm. And the lady just drives through, and then he like as she drives through, he smacks the back of the car. He's like, "What the fuck?" I said, "Fucking stop!" Oh, I what saw the that. Fuck? Oh, you saw the video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then he runs up to her car, and he's just yelling at her, like intimidating the shit out of her. He's like, "You almost fucking hit me! You almost killed me before Christmas! What's wrong with you?" Yeah, dude. He's like, "Did you not see me? This is a neon vest. Do you know what a neon vest is for?" And he's just talking to her, like talking down so bad. It's fucking inflated ass ego. Yeah, it's a dude. neon vest. You fucking idiot. Yeah, and she was just like. <laughs> apologizing she's like i'm sorry i didn't know and like she looked genuinely looked like she was sorry like she didn't look like she was like ah fuck you you know what i mean like man it's times accident. like that where i wish i was that person so i could give him a nice screaming at oh, you know for real because what is he gonna do is he gonna hop on a bicycle and chase me down he's yeah. not gonna do anything and he told her he's like you're lucky you're not in handcuffs get the fuck like, out what? of here gonna arrest her? Do you even have handcuffs on you <laughs> for real bro and then like another cop eventually pulled up and the other cop was like dude you gotta calm down yeah man I, the other day when it was christmas i was at uh memorial mall and there was like, it was a little intersection, a popular, I mean, it's fucking packed. Mm-hmm. Like at that time of the year, those, those malls are absolutely packed. Katie Mills and Memorial, it's like literally as many parking spaces there are, that's how many cars there are there. It's fucking crazy. So <clears throat> I'm at this intersection and there's this guy directing traffic and shit. And he's doing exactly that. Like he kind of has like an overinflated ego, it seems like. And like, he's like holding people back, blah, blah, blah. Like taking way too long, letting some people in and then letting others in. Other people are honking. This guy's like getting yelled at basically. And when one guy gets up to the stop sign, 
he fucking rolls his window down and starts yelling at the dude. And the dude kind of gets in front of his car and starts yelling at him back. And I, I couldn't hear what they were saying, but I was dying to hear what they were saying because I was like, man, you are a hero. The dude in the car <laughs> yelling at the cop. I was like, you, sir, are a fucking hero. And, uh, and yeah. And this guy was like fucking yelling back and forth with this dude. And so after they were done yelling, right? He was like, all right, you know what? He, he went like this. He was like, you know what? He gets in front of his car and lets everybody else go. So he basically skipped our turn because Damn. of the dude. And then the guy was in front of you? The guy was like four cars in front of me, probably. So he held your whole lineup. He held my whole lineup. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him for yelling. I didn't think <laughs> a cop would have done that either. But I was like, bro, this fucking cop sucks ass, man. Like, we need to move. This traffic needs to move so other people can pull into this parking lot and blah, blah, blah. Like, just for efficiency purposes. Because there are people stuck, like, off of I-10 on the feeder, like, far out. It was yeah. like a line trying to get in. The holidays are fucking nuts, man. It's ridiculous, man. Co- I think cops really do have egos, man. Like, don't get me wrong. Just like with every profession, every kind of person, there's good people and there's bad people, right? But I just feel like because, and I think this is at any scale, you give humans a little bit of power, just a little bit, they will find a way to abuse it they, in most I situations. Mean, like, yeah. It can be something as small as, like, let's say somebody is the president of an HOA association. Something small they'll find a way to abuse that power. You know what I mean? And yeah. it can be as small as like, they'll have a structure on their lawn that not everybody else is, al- not everybody else is allowed to have. Yeah. Right? Because like, they're the president. Who's going to tell them shit? Or they'll be like, taking money out of the fucking account that people pay into and no one's really going to know if they're like, clever enough to like, you know, embezzle that shit. Like, things like that. Like, in, on any scale, I feel like people are just abusing power. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's hard not to. It's hard to be honest and not like take advantage of the fact that you're placed in like a higher position. You know what I mean? Like you have the access to the stuff. Nobody has access to it. Well, how would anyone know if I just skimmed a little off the top? How would, how would, how would anybody <laughs> know if I just arrest these innocent black people? Like, <laughs> how would they know if I planted a little bit of drugs on them? <laughs> planted a little bit of drugs on them. I, I, was just, <clears throat> I was just coughing. I covered up my body cam. That's one of the worst <laughs> professions too to be abusing your power. Like if you're a manager at a place you know, and they come up and they abuse their power because they don't like you as a customer. If and you're you, a manager at Wendy's? Yeah, if, you, if you're a manager at Wendy's and you have a valid point as the customer, but the manager's like, you know what? Get the fuck out of here. Like, fuck you. you this know? is my Wendy's. Get the fuck out of yeah. my Wendy's, goddammit. Get the fuck out of my drive through right now. <laughs> so, and that's when they call Wendy's corporate. <laughs> and they fucking, yeah, fucking uh, Elijah got real mad at me in the drive through I can imagine calling a corporate place for like a mcdonald's and telling them an employee was mean to you they're Dude, gonna hang up on you bro they're not gonna give a fuck nah bro there's people who do that and the companies have to address it legitimately which is like ridiculous that means like so what they would do then they, then they go to the manager of that person and they have them rain shit down on that person and be like if you do this again this is a warning blah blah, blah. like i'm sure that shit happens all the time if there's like a, a negative interaction between an employee and the customer i feel like at a fast food place though those kind of calls have to come in so often mm-hmm. oh yeah like at, at like a at like a mcdonald's in a bad area Oh, d- Imagine well, how often the customers are getting wily, so the fucking employees at this point are just like, "I'm ready to go." But then you we'll also got, down. you also got to ask yourself, like, "All right, and McDonald's in a bad area. The customers who are going to that are they the kind of customers who are going to be like, i 'I'm going to call the corporate That's line.' True. Now, they That's don't true. Get, they, don't, they don't give a fuck, bro. Yeah, they're like, going to get in the screaming match. They're going to fucking lay it all out on the table right there, and then it's done after that. They're yeah, not going to call and like try to fucking. All right, we're going to call you back in 48 hours, and then fucking follow up. With Absolutely. Them and, shit. and I think in general, just like. People of color, whether it's Hispanic people, black people, Asian people too, right? They do not call the cops, bro. Like, that's not... You don't do that. I mean, it's I, a lot of, yeah, I mean they're there people. for us to use, right? But, like, I'm just saying, like, typically they don't... Like, if some shit happens, like, like let's say if an Asian person's car gets stolen or something, they don't call the cops. Like, they don't, they don't fuck with that. Yeah, I never... Like, that's not even, like, my first thought to call the cops. I mean, obviously, if someone broke into my house or, like, killed someone or something like that, okay, then, yeah, I'm going to call the cops. But for most situations, my first thought is not call the cops. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't definitely. really. I don't trust that they would even do anything. Yeah, I mean that being said, I'm not with the whole defund the police shit because I think they need to train these motherfuckers some more. Yeah, they need just of, better training. But we, yeah. I mean, getting rid of the cops, like the whole abolish cops, that's insane. That's dude. crazy, bro. We a, we for sure need cops yeah, in the man. city, well, dude. It would be like fucking Gotham around here. Yeah, dude. If there's no <laughs> cops, <laughs> yeah, like what would, what would be done? Nothing. Would, nothing could get done. <laughs> the like, city's full of scum. It's full of scum, and I'm gonna I'm gonna clean it up. It's like, <laughs> how, bro? Like how would how would we function if vigilantes? I mean, imagine if like tomorrow they're like, all right, all cops are abolished in this county what would happen it would be that's, the purge that's, bro you're right though that's such a stupid like the people who are for that like, right like the antifa motherfuckers the super left motherfuckers who are like saying let's get rid of the like have you guys thought that through 
Yeah, how is that gonna work? When someone shit- breaks into your car, what are you gonna do? You're like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> we all gotta look out after each other. <laughs> Absolutely not, bro. In a perfect world, maybe it would be like in a utopia. Yeah, in a utopia, but we shouldn't abolish them even then. You should still have a few security guards when people start acting out of line. Absolutely. I think we live in far from a perfect world, you know. And you have to, yeah. you have to be realistic in some ways, like. You know, like, a lot of people are against guns and shit, but, like, if a lot of other people have guns and there's a lot of other dangerous people doing shit or crimes going up in my city, I'm going to want a gun to defend myself. Yeah. Especially if I'm, like, in a central part of the city that sees a lot of crime. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. You saw that six-year-old with the gun that, that shot up a school? What? Yeah, bro. A six-year-old a six-year-old kid. Six-year-old? I wish I knew the details. I don't know any more details aside from that. <laughs> But, oh, no, no, no. Maybe he didn't shoot at the school. He took a gun to school, though, to do something bad with. I mean, either way, that's fucking horrible. How did this six-year-old get his he hands on a, on a gun? He shot, shot a teacher? What? A teacher. <laughs> 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 Fuck you, bitch. I want to play Roblox. Yeah, you're fucking, you're, you're a first-grade teacher. You just got pissed at fucking Mark yesterday because he was being bad. He comes to school the next day with an dude, AK. You're making $22,900 a year. Yo. You're a first-grade teacher. You it, went to college for four years. You partied a little bit. You had some fun. And you're like, okay, now what do I want to do? I guess I'll be a teacher because I get summers off. It's not that bad. Money's shit, but it's okay. I'll find a man or whatever, right? So they, <laughs> they go on and they get this job. And then you go to school and you're trying to do your best. But really, you're kind of like a babysitter for these fucking kids. Basically. And then you piss the wrong kid off. Motherfucker brings a gun to school and shoots your ass. Yeah. Did he kill her? Gio, do you know? Just, you can nod or whatever. I, I don't know. You don't know? I don't, have to look into I don't it. think he killed her. You think a six-year-old has like the, the fucking aim? To take out like an adult, <laughs> yeah, he. Pro- I'm surprised he even shot her. I'm surprised he even knows how to get the thing like loaded. You think he took it to, to school loaded, like ready to go, no safety, no nothing. That's the thing. I, I don't know. It depends because like some guns, like my gun, for instance, doesn't have a safety. Some See, a lot of guns do have safeties though. Even teaching your kid, let's say like in the scenario that this this kid's parents are like nice people. Mm-hmm. And they just taught this kid how to like shoot at a shooting range. Maybe they live in a rural area. At or six? Something. <laughs> I mean, that's too no, young, no, bro. that's just fucking irresponsible. Never mind, that's irresponsible. Because <laughs> I was gonna say maybe they're just trying to teach the kid how to be like you know responsible with the gun, and he ended up using it to be irresponsible. But at the end of the day, teaching a six year old to use a gun in the first place is not responsible. Yeah, dude. I think like the minimum age is maybe twelve or thirteen. And Except then even what then, scenario does this kid need to use that? It's like exactly. a burglar comes in. Me and your mom are like you know tied up. They got us already. Like you need to know how to just shoot him. Give him a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, you give him a fucking I mean? little knife or something. But no, for real, like at a minimum 12 or 13, even then start the motherfucker off with like an airsoft, you yeah. know, like and then maybe when they're 18, that's when you show them like a real gun and like how to like how to use that and how to responsibly, you know, care for it. And yeah, like, the gun situation is a, is a real big problem because it's like, how, how do you fix this? I know, right? Cause you like, you can't like people already the own back. them. Yeah. And like some people, they got like a thousand of them in their house. Like they have like a gun selling business, you know, yeah, they go dude. to like trade shows and shit. For the longest you could buy them from fucking Walmart and Target and Kmart yeah. and shit. It wasn't until like 2020, 2019 that they got rid of that. Walmart Maybe, doesn't have anymore? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think Walmart sells guns anymore. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. I mean, Academy trying, for sure I'm and all that. Th- they yeah, Academy do. for sure. They I, still do. Outdoor stores do. I went to Dick's Sporting Goods recently. They had, a, they had a fucking whole wall of guns. Oh, Dick's Sporting Goods is so much fun, man. I love establishments like that. Just like big-ass fucking establishments with all kinds of, all kinds of shit that you could just walk around and fuck with. Yeah, <laughs> I, was try, I was trying to get a bike, but they're really expensive right now. They are, man, for the good ones. But have yeah. you ever rode one of the ones with, with the real skinny tires, the ones that are built for, like, speed and, like, distance? Yeah, those are really nice bikes. Dude, like, the, uh, they're, the, so they're mountain bikes. They're just yeah. regular bikes, I'm assuming. But they're, like, mostly mountain bikes or the, those riding bikes is what like, it seems like. road like. bikes, like yeah, cycling. Like, like the cycling bikes, yeah. yeah. And so the mountain bikes are, like, thicker tires, you mm-hmm. know, harder to do. Um, they have, like, the gears and shit like that. I yeah. think the other ones do, too. But well, I, I rode uh, one of our friends' like skinny tire bikes, one mm. of the cycling bikes. Dude, you feel like you're, you feel like on top of the world. You're gliding. Right? It's like butter, yeah. and they're very lightweight. Like you I wanted like Superman. A, I wanted like a carbon fiber type fucking shit or carbon steel type shit. Oh, you're trying to get um, the full shebang. Yeah, because I want because like I've had, dude, I must have had, I want to say at least four shitty bikes over the past few years. Yeah. And I always end up returning it or breaking it and then returning it because they're just cheap. They don't. Like, they get fucked up really quickly because they're just cheaply made bikes. Yeah, I got, like, a $100 bike from Walmart, and when I got it, it had, like, a little chip on on the little, um, on where you do the the little gears. Mm-hmm. Like, on the plastic part, it had a chip on the plastic part. So, I was like, all right, maybe they have it on sale because of that. Because it was, like, it was originally, like, 150 or something like that, 160 yeah. I was like, it's still kind of cheap, but, like, $100, fuck it, I'll take it. And at that point, it was, like, in the beginning of the pandemic, it was literally impossible to find a bike. It was all kids' bikes. You couldn't find, like, adult bikes. Mm-hmm. Oh, unless they were, like, ridiculously expensive. So I bought this fucking thing, and the gears just went to shit, man. And so I'm basically stuck in one gear 
And when I'm riding, I can hear a click like every every so oh, often. Oh, get rid of that fucking thing! Man. And I'm like, I mean, it does its job, I guess. And it's stuck on a gear that's hard, like a on a on a hard to pedal gear. So just, <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, this is a workout bike now. This is just a workout bike. I'm not I'm not doing this for speed. I'm doing this for like fucking leg strength or something. Man, it, isn't it crazy how like things will go, like just fluctuate like that wildly in price? And then if you try to like trace back the reason, sometimes things are clear, sometimes they're not. Like if you guys have been hearing recently, like the price of eggs has been going through the fucking roof. I have heard that. Maybe I don't buy enough eggs. I haven't even noticed that Dude, eggs, egg prices went up. Eggs are extremely expensive now because there's a lot of birds dying. There's like apparently like a huge avian flu that's killing a shitload of um a shitload of chickens. Damn. Well, that's. I mean, I don't know. That's what they get for all those steroids and shit. Probably fucking up their immune system. All the shit that they're fucking pumping into the chickens. Yeah. That we. The, I mean, do you think that affects us? Because because we eat the shit in turn. I mean, that's true. I've, I've that's heard. true because you know some of those some of those fucking uh, some of those ill eggs. Made it into the supermarkets. Oh, of course, man. For, like, also, sick I'm, chickens. I'm also talking about like the, besides like the antibiotics, right, and like the steroids. Do you think do <laughs> someone you, barging in? <laughs> do you think um, so? Do you think like the, like the steroids that and shit like that they pump into chickens and then we eat that? Do you think that affects us? Because I've heard supposedly, I'm not sure that is true. Like little girl, like girls are having their periods younger and younger, and like boys are developing earlier and earlier. I have no idea to be honest. I'm sure it's got to have some sort of effect on you, like. Some carcinogen, so, something. It's got to fuck with your hormone. I don't know. That's a good question. Because nobody, no one ever talks about like those kind of effects from eating chicken. They talk about like cancer and things like that. But no one ever talks about like hormone changes. Like, can you have mood swings because you ate a bunch of chicken? <laughs> mood swings. A bunch of Tyson chicken. <laughs> I'm having like a longer period this month because of the amount of chicken that I ate. <laughs> Do you ever see like the, what was the documentary called? I think it's called like Food Inc. And they show like how the farmers really do it. Like the chickens are in essentially like really 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 packed cages and they're all on top of each other and pretty much they spend their whole lives not being able to stand up yeah and if they stand up they break their legs and they live their lives with broken legs yeah they just they just like shit on themselves they're just like sitting on the floor basically. pretty much and it's dark in there i forget for what reason i think to keep them calm they like have them in the dark basically mm -hmm. it's that shit is hard to watch bro i couldn't do it I, we watched that i watched that with ab actually in a journalism class in high school and I can't, I can't watch those videos, bro. It's a it, lot. It's weird because like I, I can watch that and then be disturbed, but then I still want to eat chicken. It's fucked up, isn't it? Isn't yeah. that the crazy? Like humans are crazy, man. It's hard because like we have our needs and we have like our habits, you know, and like yeah, our man. tradition or whatever. But or not even tradition. It's just like habits. But I don't know, man. Like we want the easiest shit. We want the cheap shit. I don't. know. It's just the system that we're built around. Like yeah, saving man. a little bit of money, the capitalism, like knowing the worth of a dollar. But then you look at like how it's made. And, like, you know that shit is not good for you. But we still go eat it. Like, not just kids, even adults. Yeah. You know? Like, I'll pull up during my lunch break where there's, like, a lot of businesses in this little area in, here in Houston. And I'll go, like, into McDonald's and I'm eating shit. And there's a bunch of other people. People that look like they hold, like, lower-level positions at businesses. People that look like they hold high-level positions. Everyone's just at McDonald's. And I'm like, we're all just making a bad decision it's together. The, that's that's the great equalizer, bro. It's fucking food. We yeah, all, we all gotta eat. We all gotta fucking live. You know what I mean? It's it's tough, man. Cause and I love animals. I love animals to a fault, maybe. Like doing, you know, like even fucking little tiny animals, like rats and stuff like that. I would feel bad for. But I just can't stop eating that fucking chicken sandwich, bro. <laughs> I can't stop so then, getting that so then spicy. Do you really love animals? If, it's hard to if say. You're eating these motherfuckers. I if don't you, know, bro. If, Sometimes I ask myself that. <laughs> if you truly love animals, you'd be a vegan. I think it's you gotta you gotta do your best to just pretend that it's not happening. <laughs> you just, yeah. just like, like when you see a homeless person, you just pretend that you're like, oh no, it's not there. I think he'll be all right. He'll be all right. He'll be okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, like I'll save a cat that's like outside of my door, but like I know that there's you know millions of chickens inside of this fucking warehouse and i'm going to walmart I'm like all right let me buy them frozen they already murdered <laughs> for me, me. <laughs> already already murdered and seasoned up yeah, for me <laughs> already murdered and packaged for me that was once a chicken that was once a piece of a chicken isn't that crazy there's such a disconnect like sometimes like when i'm making because i've been making a lot of steak recently and i'll be making it and like you know i'll be doing the whole searing and i'll get it out and i'll fucking slice the bitch and i'm slicing it and i'm just like man this was a fucking cow like this was an animal that was moving around it was alive and I'm fucking cooking it now and salting it and fucking doing all these ridiculous methods to make it the perfect temperature to eat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching YouTube videos on how to cook this animal that was once alive. I know. What? That is murdered now on my on my counter. <laughs> and, right. But then, like, what, what's the alternative, right? Eating fucking blanched kale and fucking a bunch of other, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess I see the, the, the benefits of a vegan diet, too, because there's less, there's less fat that you're kind of consuming, less fat in your diet that could, like, 
I don't know, cause your arteries to clog or some shit if you're predisposed to heart disease. But at the same time, you need animal protein to function. Like, there's vitamins that you can't get in veggies that you can only get in animals. I think it's like one of them is like B12 or D12. So, like, stuff like where, where they give you vitamins for that sort of thing, is that coming ultimately from animals? Is it like animal bone or something like um, that? Or are they somewhat, somehow, like, replicating so like, it? So somewhat. So, like, one of them is, um, I believe, it's either the B12 or the D12, but it comes from algae or, like, sea moss. Mm. And they get it from that and they extract it from that. And then that's people, cool. vegans take pills because you, you need that to be able to, like, to have, like, all these, like, basic functions work the way they're supposed to. I'm not sure the specific reason of what that does. I just know it's like essential for your body to be able to have that vitamin, and that's something that would be in meat regularly that yes, you would consume. M- meat or meat products. And if you don't, if you're not consuming meat, then like I've heard that some people they feel like sluggish or like their blood pressure will go like will drop or something like that. I've yeah. heard, I heard, I've heard those two things. No, I couldn't even imagine, dude. I, I mean, like if you try to eat a salad like until you're full, you would just need a ridiculous amount of salad. Yeah, man. Like I, I feel like the only things you could eat that would make you full as a vegan is just like rice and beans. But then that's not necessarily a healthy diet either. Yeah, man. It's like you need more well-rounded shit. You know what I mean? Well, I guess you could like introduce like fruit and other shit and like olives and shit like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I couldn't do it. I mean, I like the I like the taste of different greens and shit like that, but there's there's a good chunk of them that I'm just not the biggest fan of. Absolutely, man. I think the convenience is is such a huge factor. So um, <laughs> did you guys fucking see Dana White slapping his wife? I did see that. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. And he got very little crazy. repercussions for it. So so for those... Yeah, that's that's the insane part. He kind of got away with it, and it was on video and everything. So for those who haven't seen the fucking video, Dana White and his wife... Dana White. Dana, Dana White and his wife. Dana White and his wife are at a club. Uh, I think it's like somewhere in Mexico. They're on vacation or some shit, and they're like on the upper balcony. And they're talking. They're having a disagreement, as couples do. But it looks heated, and she slaps the shit out of him. And then... He like he looks like shocked, and then he slaps her, which is fucking crazy. I heard he did it twice too. I don't think in the video you can see it, but they say that he did it twice. You definitely see the the, the one that he yeah, did. Though. He, he slapped the shit out of her, and I was gave like, her oh a pow pow off the of camera. Gave her another pow pow. I could not believe that shit. So he fucking slaps his wife, and I'm like, and I was thinking, I was like, is that really that out of character for Dana White? I mean, no, it, absolutely not. I, that dude. looks pretty on brand for Dana White. Yeah, I could for sure see this guy slapping his wife. Like, oh yeah. this looks like the kind of guy that would slap his wife. Dana White is a big bald white guy <laughs> that looks shiny all the time. <laughs> shiny, angry, muscular. Yeah, definitely looks like like a Blue Lives Matter type of dude. Like, dude, yes. big old truck type of shit. He's yeah. friends with Donald Trump. Yeah, absolutely, man. He's, I could definitely see that. He's known for fucking over fighters on their pay. Like, Does he have like a track record? Of that shit? Oh, is that two out of the... <laughs> a track record of what? Slapping his wife? Slapping, yeah. <laughs> slapping women? <laughs> um, no, but does he? Like, No, I, I, I don't think so. I don't, from what I was reading, I don't think he has a track record of that. I mean, I know that like any couple they've had disagreements. And he said like they've known each other since they were 12 years old or some shit. So they've been a couple for... I mean, <laughs> It's like, all good. We're really, really good friends. It's all good. We're good this. friends. <laughs> fucking, aside from our marriage. <laughs> aside from our marriage. You know, and him fucking ring girls and shit. Yeah, dude. No, I'm sure, I'm sure Dana White's a terrible husband, bro. Like the guy runs a fucking league where people... Where dudes fight. Each other. Well, women too, but everyone fights each other. Imagine like the culture built behind that. It's probably going to be very like masculine. Oh, very I would like think so. you know, don't fuck with me and like fucking I don't know whatever like power and aggression and shit. Yeah, I think I think the power is just a big thing where he like feels feels like he can do kind of like whatever the fuck he wants. And like you said, he didn't get any repercussions. The UFC Nothing. was like, like eh, whatever, because I kind of need him. Everyone the, made a joke about it. Yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> UFC the UFC can't really function without like that guy. Like they wouldn't be able to make the same kind of fights and. They would. It would be hard to find a quick replacement. Like they could find one eventually, but I think if they fired him immediately, like that would be horrendous. Because he still owns it, right? Yeah. Uh, so he owns a portion. So they went public a few years ago through it, a company called Endeavor, I think, and he owns a portion of the UFC, which is owned by Endeavor. Mm-hmm. So UFC, I guess, is private now, but Endeavor is public, and they own a portion of that. So, anyways, so he's like a chairman and shit. Like he, yeah, he's like know. the president. And it would like be a whole chairman. thing to get him out of there. Yeah. So he owns like I think. Some undisclosed percentage of the UFC. So they could get him out if they wanted to. Because there's other people who own the shit. You know what I mean? And you know, it's publicly funny. owned at the, at the parent level. It's also like the audience, I think. Like, people who know who Dana White is, the audience probably doesn't care as much, I think, as the public. The, you know what I really mean? They like, don't. Like, if, like, the regular American family knew about this, they might be upset. But they're not the one who's watching UFC. It's like dudes. It's like a bunch of dudes and stuff. It's, exactly. It's a bunch of And it's of not like people are like, dudes. yeah, slapper Dana. But it's like they're probably more likely to just be like, ah, it's not all right. But I do really want to watch that fight on Saturday. <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. That's, that is exactly a demographic of the UFC. They're yeah. just like a bunch of drunk dudes, and they're just like, ah, it's questionable, but... A super rich guy slapping his super rich wife. I don't, I don't care. I don't yeah, care okay. enough. I just, just want to watch this fight. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. But he's the one who puts together all the matches. So he's like, he arranges the whole schedule for the UFC. So he's like pushing the UFC. I mean, at the end of the day, it's probably not a ton of work because they only fight once a week. And it's like four fights or something like that. So like, and nah, like, it's a lot more than four fights. Bro. It's a lot of shit he, that goes into it. Because no, because there's a main card, there's a prelim card, and there's an early prelim card. So that's, that's so probably like, like, like ten. That's probably between fifteen to eighteen fights, depending on the card. In a night? Yes. When the and fuck do they start? Every time that's we all meet up to watch UFC fights, I feel like I only watch no, like five. No, because you of show them. up late. That's yeah, why. I guess so. I yeah, guess so. Because there's there's the main card, which is like the main five fights, and then there's the prelims, which are like the preliminary card. That's like four or five fights, and then there's the early prelims, which is like four or five fights. So that's organizing sixteen fights, sixteen times two. There's thirty-two fighters having to make sure thirty-two fighters are on weight and showing up. And everybody's getting paid. I mean, that, that's a lot going on. And, like, wow, that's even more fucked up because I bet the people that are, like, you know, that first, that first like, four out of 16, probably not getting paid shit. They're making, like, eight Gs a fight, bro. Dude, that's crazy. Shit, man. For, like, risking concussions and shit yeah. like that. I mean, two amateur fighters, you would think they can't do a ton of damage on each other. But, like, one bad punch, like, you're moving in to dodge one way and they punch you the same way and you fucking get rocked real hard. You could fuck your brain up. For Absolutely, AGs. man. You, n- you never know. But, like, you know, thankfully, that kind of thing isn't really as common in the UFC. Like, people don't really get, like, as fucked up as they do in, like, other sports. Like, for instance, in football, that kid who got, um, he tackled that dude, and then he got up. It was in the NFL. I forgot what. Oh, I think it was on the Bills. He tackled this the dude. The recent one, right? Yeah, it was a few weeks ago. He tackled this dude, and then he gets up. And he looks fine, and he walks, like, a few feet, and then he just fucking falls back completely. Like, Wait, is that the like one that we talked about? I don't know if we talked about this kid. Because there was another one recently with a dude who, like, they put him on, like, life on like a ventilator. This is the guy. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Because he couldn't be, he went to, like, cardiac, whatever. Yeah, bro. Like, his heart stopped or some shit. And then he's just, like, on the floor. And, like, they completely canceled the game. I think they called it, like, a draw or some shit. Jesus, They're, they're man. like, no more game. Like, we can't. How the fuck can you play after that? Yeah, I saw, like, a tweet where it was, like, they played, like, a Burger King commercial, like, right after this dude got laid out. Oh, my out. God. <laughs> like, because, yeah, what do you do as a cameraman? Like, this dude's laid out. You're, like, you're focusing on him, obviously, because everyone's focusing on him. And and then you got to be like, oh, okay, this is not going so well. Let's cut to commercial. And the next thing on the docket is fucking Burger King. <laughs> Our new chicken fries. <laughs> and this guy's fucking fighting for his life. <laughs> Trying to sell you their chicken fries and fucking the Italian chicken sandwich. I feel like I've seen a million commercials for that shit. That's a dark sport, man. I want to, but you know what? It's going to get darker probably. I want to see the Coliseum shit. I want to see you want you want to see the people get killed. I want to see them suited up in armor where they can't kill each other, but they you know they're going at it with weapons with weaponry. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the next major sport is going to be like in the world, or if there even will be one. I don't or if know. We'll just stick to the ones I, that we have now. I feel like it's hard for sports to take off. You know what I mean? Like think about the UFC. It's been around for like twenty something years, but it's just taken off recently, like during COVID. That's, that's true. The UFC really could be considered that, like the next major sport that's that's coming up. Yeah, like it's professional like fighting. fighting. Yeah, because I mean, boxing was big. It had its heyday, and it still is popular. People still watch boxing fights, but it's certainly not like what it was in the '90s or like the '80s, and people would like, you know, like the whole block would show up at someone's house to watch like a Mike Tyson fight or some shit. It's yeah, I think same. it's it's a lot more technical now, like with with certain boxers. I guess because certain boxers just they they win like cons- consistently because they're being technical absolutely instead Someone, of being aggressive so like then more boxers are inclined to be like alright you know what why am I just running out there and getting knocked yeah, out yeah like why am I gonna fucking risk it like someone like Floyd Mayweather he's like why the fuck am I gonna risk getting my shit busted open when I could just dance around this guy for 12 rounds and make millions of dollars but then it fucks with the entertainment of it because it's like that's kind of what you want to see it for like I I, I mean I'm I sure agree. there are definitely those boxing fans that are like I, I like to see the technical and I like to see like how he's moving in for this one punch but I kind of want to see people hit each other. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? That's the enjoyment, bro. Sometimes just like, all right. There's some things like like that kid who who fucking you know passed on the NFL field. I don't want to see that. I feel bad for that guy. You no, know what I mean? Too much, yeah. But like. Two people fighting. That's a different story. That's they both willingly agreed to do this. That's entertaining to me. And I would imagine, are you less likely to get like injured, injured, like heavy injuries as opposed to the NFL and the UFC? I feel like in the NFL you would get you would get injuries more often and like they'd be worse because you're throwing your body at this person. You guys are hitting each other going different directions so fucking hard. You're getting hit from like all kinds of angles like you don't even see it coming sometimes. Yeah. I would imagine you get hurt way worse in the NFL than in the UFC. Yes, and they also play more often. So the UFC, I mean these guys will True. fight maybe once every 3 months, you know what I mean? Like some guys fight once every 2 months. Very, very little do that. Most of them, it's like once every three months. And the better you get, it's like once every quarter, maybe once every other quarter you'll fight. Yeah. But like, 
You know what I mean? NFL, they're playing at least two or three times a month. These guys. People you know like what to I mean? see people hit each other, man. You seen all those different variations of boxing? There's a I saw one recently in a car. It's like a some, in a car? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where it is. Some Russian, some, some one of those type of countries. They're in a car, in a small, like four door car. <laughs> and they both start off and they're both so one of them sitting in the driver's seat, one of them sitting in the passenger seat. And they're both with their hands on their knees, staring forward. And then like the timer goes off and they're like, go. And they both just start wailing <laughs> on each other from inside the car. And they're both just hitting on each other and, like, trying to get on top of each other and shit. And they're just in the front seat of this, like, Camry. Those kind of things are always in, like, Russia or some shit. Always, dude. There's another one in a phone booth. That one is also, like, in Russia. They're, like, fighting in a phone booth. Oh, my God. There's no running away, bro. You're, like, literally always there in the in the range of fire. It's <laughs> just constant uppercuts. So, so what do you think happens? Speaking of Russia, what do you think happens with this whole, like, Russia-Ukraine shit? Do I actually you- don't even know what the hell's happening anymore with this. Like, I just it, know it's ongoing. Is I mean, Ukraine, I remember Russia was, was you know, they, they tried to make advance In the beginning, they were making advances, and then Ukraine kind of held them, and then they put more, like, shit on the line, and they put more people out there, and then they made another advancement. And then I think at a certain point, didn't Ukraine kind of have them, like, at a standstill, and they kind of had to retreat? I, b- I believe so. I think it's because we, they've been getting a shitload of investment from the U.S. Like, we've yeah. been sending them a bunch of money for, like, guns. and I think we've been sending them a lot of, like, guns and artillery and shit in general. For Yeah, we've been sending them, like, ammo and all kinds of, I don't know, weapons that they would need. So Anti-tank they, shit. So they've been stuff. able to, like, fuck up the, like, supply lines for, like, Russia to be able to get shit. Yeah. I mean, isn't that crazy? Yeah, war is, war is really, like, strategy. Shit's like a board game. Just, like, attacking different supply lines and different roads and getting them lost and shit. And now these fucking people don't know what they're doing in the Ukraine. It's crazy. These Russian soldiers. Think about, it, like, the people at the highest level, they're probably, like, like people like Putin and his his guys, they're probably just, like, they're in their mansions and they're making decisions that are impacting likely millions of lives. Yeah. Putin's right? probably the only real mad one because his ego's on the line. But, like, these regular, like, generals and shit... They're just like, all right, he, sa- he says he says, go through with it. Let's go through with it. They don't <laughs> give a fuck, dude. He says, go, we just got to do what he says. I don't give a goddamn. Some some of them, I mean, they probably have, I don't know. I wonder if uh, there's a lot of them like him, like that want to bring it back to like the good old days, the USSR days, and like they're okay with using full force. Or if some of them are like, man, this isn't the right thing to do, but here I am. Like, I'm going to keep my mouth shut literally forever. I, I've heard, there's this guy who went on Joe Rogan. He's like a geopolitical analyst, and he writes like books on this shit. And he was saying that like, it's pretty much exactly what you said. There's there's a large portion of them who are like, you know, like secretly they're like, this shit is not like, let's, why are we doing this? This is retarded. Like, this is stupid. Yeah. But they're not going to say anything. And then there's another, you know, sizable portion that are just supporting him because this is the guy and like they believe in the idea and they share the same, vi- they, say, they share the same vision for Russia as he does. Yeah. I mean, what's the latest? Do you know what's the latest with Ukraine? I mean, because I, I know, like, after that, after they stopped them and they were fucking with their supply lines and they were, you know, Russia was kind of losing steam. I know they gained, like, ground back that they had lost before. Ukraine gained ground back. I just know there's been a lot of bombings recently. Like, I'll be pulling up, like, because I'll get on Snapchat every once in a while, even though that app fucking sucks. But I'll be getting on there every once in a while and they'll be having updates. And then you can look at it. Or you can just go to the Snap map and, like, click on Ukraine. Oh, my fucking God. People putting up snaps in Ukraine. Dude, there's hella people doing that. There's I people bet. Soldiers firing and guns and shit on their Snapchat. <laughs> That's fucking wild, man. War is crazy. You ever seen, like, just videos of people, like, like I've seen videos of, like, dudes with their, their helmet cams on in Afghanistan and shit. And, like, they're in a building, like, on the rooftop of a building. And, like, people are coming up from the stairs trying to, like, kill them. And they have, they're, like, at a standoff, like, you know, shooting at each other. It's fucking crazy, bro. Like... To think that these are just regular dudes who trained a little bit for like a couple of years, but these are just regular dudes. Yeah, man. Fight. Oh, they're shooting at other regular dudes. Fighting the fighting the rich man's war. Yeah, fighting that's, the rich man's war. That's all they're doing, bro. That's some scary shit, bro, that you know you could just fucking die. I saw a video of, like, I've seen so many videos of like soldiers almost getting killed. Like they'll be standing out like on a rooftop and they're just like shooting the shit or something. And uh, maybe they're like supposed to be patrolling an area. And all of a sudden, like, a bullet will, like, whiz by this dude's head and, like, hit the wall right next to him. Oh, my God. And they God. can, like, see it. Or, they, or it'll hit him in the helmet, and, like, the helmet, like, blocks it or something like that. And, like, someone from another building just fucking sniped at this dude. That's crazy. That's insane to think of, man, that you're – when you're doing that, and, like, let's say if you're a soldier who goes on, like, tours outside of the country, you're risking your life. Like, yeah. when you go – your work is risking your life. That has to completely fuck with your idea of, like – what you value. You know what I mean? Absolutely, dude. Because, like, if you have one experience like that and then you leave and you're like, oh, my fucking God, that was crazy. And then, you know, the next, like, two days, they're like, all right, you got to go patrol the same area again. It's like, like, I feel like they just beat it into you where, like, you don't matter, nothing matters. 
Except America. America. <laughs> Except America and the grand picture. Yeah, so like I have a friend who went to the Marines and from what he told me it's like they they break you down to build you back up. Yeah. Like they break you down, like they make you go through the most tough shit, whether it's like it's physically, mental, like they just break you down on every single barrier. They break you down and then once they've broken you down and you're like ready to fucking die, they build you back up in the image of what they want. Shit's crazy, dude. What a, what a crazy fucking industry, the military industry. I wonder what the hell's going to happen. I, I feel like we're just going to keep getting into just useless wars. People are saying Putin has cancer now. So I wonder if he'll, I wonder if he'll do something absolutely crazy before he dies. You know what I mean? Like what just if launches a nuke. <laughs> yeah, like what if like out of nowhere, we didn't even see it coming. He just fucking, he knows he's dying like very, very soon. He's like, you know what? Just fuck it. Just do it. Nuke him. Just fucking launch it. <laughs> just fucking launch it. Like I wonder what the repercussions to that. I mean, it'd be obvious war. It'd have to be like something like a world war. But then what would happen after that? Well, I, I feel like... We're at the point where everybody knows that if one person uses atomic weapons, other people are going to use them. So they're like, maybe we shouldn't because then we're all going to die. But what if he goes out like kamikaze? Like he's just desperate. He's like, I don't yeah. give a fuck. I'm dying. I'm just going to. Yeah. And also, would we just nuke him right back? Like, or would we try We'd, to go stop it like with arms? You know, like just try to go fight a regular war. Knowing like America. Because we, we nuke people and, it, <laughs> you know, we kind of. But we were like the superpower. At our, the time. our nuke was like. I've been actually reading a lot and listening to a podcast about the nuke that we dropped on Japan. I'm not justifying a nuke, okay? I'm going to say this before I start talking about this, okay? It wasn't that bad. I don't think it was right. But basically, their thinking was, in dropping the bomb from this podcast I've been listening to, that if they didn't... Knowing the Japanese culture, because this podcast was about Japan, knowing their culture pre-World War II... It was very much a culture of like it's a collectivist. Like they, it's like a, it's like an organism. They all move together. You know what I mean? It's like a beehive. Yeah. They all move for Japan. They're not like the U.S. is a very much like everybody has their individual identities. We all identify as American, but like we don't live and die by that, right? Like we live and die by money. That's what America is, right? Yeah. There's definitely a certain percentage that do live and die by America, but a lot of young people are just like, yeah, exactly. I'm just here for the money and here for the good times. Exactly. But like Japan is different, bro. Like before World War II, it was like everybody was super like you're. The culture identity is like huge, and that one of their huge cultural like aspects was like they they wouldn't give up. That's not their thing. Yeah, it's like so, honor. Yeah, so people were saying that if they didn't drop the bomb, the war would have went on for years because Japan would have never gave up, and we would have never, nobody ever would have ever won. Yes, and it would have cost a lot of lives and a lot of money and a lot of hurt to a lot of different kinds of people. So the way they saw it was like, let's just drop it. That way, there was two. There was two reasons why they did it. There was that. Right, so they drop. They were like, "Let's just drop it, so we don't kill as many people over the course of a whole war." And Pearl Harbor, yeah, Pearl Harbor, and also they wanted to like flex on Russia and be like, "Look at the fucking shit we have." Oh, you, yeah, that's that was that's, like, an, yeah, that's I mean, the, yeah, that's, that's kind the, of a way to showcase the fact that we got nukes. Like, check this out. Yeah, that's that's We're what they use these real people. That's <laughs> what the historian said on the podcast I was listening to. He was saying it was like a way to kind of. Like, just be like, yeah, check out what the fuck we got. Like, flexing our fucking nukes and shit. I mean, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's the one time I think a nuke has been dropped on yeah. people. Never, never. I don't think any other time they've dropped on... And we did that shit, and we were like, ooh, okay, everyone, let's take it easy, guys. Everybody. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's, let's all let's, slow our roll. Let's not do that again, fucking vaporizing people. Yeah, that ended up a little crazy. We did it not once, but twice. We, we did it once... We said you got two days. You better you better fucking uh, forfeit. Oh my god! <laughs> and Japan was like, no, sir. And we're like, check this out. And gave wow. him another. It's kind of crazy when you think that they actually did that shit. Yeah. And it wasn't that long ago. I mean, they dropped it in like nineteen. I want to say f- either late nineteen forties, early nineteen fifties. I think it was late nineteen forties they dropped that bitch. We've been through some wild shit in our times. You know, like the pandemic throughout our lives. But one thing we haven't seen is war. Like, I wonder what it would be like if on the news you read like. The America just nuked Japan. Like a large scale Yeah, war. like on like, Twitter, and there's tons of articles and memes yeah. about it and shit. Oh, knocking on wood. Oh, knocking on, no, knock, <laughs> knock on hey, wood. Yeah. Knocking on wood, we don't get on to fucking see that. I mean, yeah, I mean, I remember when the Russia shit first started, I was like, oh my fucking God, when I'm going to log into Twitter, yeah. and it's going to be like hashtag nuke. Hashtag, hashtag nuke. Hashtag World War Three. Hashtag whatever. Hashtag World War Three. And I could imagine people would not get serious. We would, we would do so badly in war, our generation, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, man. we need those motherfuckers from those bullshit towns in Texas to go fight this shit. Because if it was me out there, I'm gonna be messing around, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna be fucking. I'm not gonna know what to do. I'm hopping on Twitter, dude. I'm looking for the next drop and what sneakers are coming out this weekend. <laughs> I'm not paying attention during World War Three. <laughs> Try, trying to get your sneaker, trying to get your sneaker drop. Yeah, fucking fighting the Russians over there in their tracks. It's funny because I feel like Nike would still be releasing sneakers even if World War Three broke out. Oh hell yeah! Isn't uh Dana White? 
uh, sponsored by Nike? They didn't drop him. He is. I didn't know that. I think so because I think someone was saying something about how Nike didn't drop some. How they dropped someone else, but they didn't drop him. I don't know some shit. I didn't know Dan. I don't, bro, I don't think so. He's just the president of a company. I don't think he'd be sponsored by Nike. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not him. Maybe the UFC or something like that. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I think they were uh, they were with like either Under Armour or like Venom brand for a while, if I'm not mistaken. Speaking of uh, getting canceled, uh, fucking Bill Cosby, bro. He's going on a 2023 world tour. Is, is that is that real? Is it an actual? That's a real thing. What yeah. the fuck? He's actually going on tour. I think there's a lot of people that still support him. They probably don't think... That it was that bad. They probably think that Doctor Cosby was innocent. He was just he was he was just hollering, dude. He was just hollering at a girl who was a little too drunk. That's probably what a lot of people think. And they're people, like, they probably just so burned in the image of Daddy Cosby. That's crazy. And this it's like is my father. It's crazy because there's more than fifty insta- instances of this, and it's like, it's there's clearly it's yeah. a pattern. People, do you he not did recognize? It. Like he did it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Like this guy did this shit. I mean, his is bad, but like R. Kelly's might be like you know. Evidence-wise, worse. You yes. know what I mean? Like his, like there's definite evidence that he did these things, yeah. and people still support him too. Cosby's is more anecdotal because it's just ladies telling stories, right? But still, if there's that many ladies yeah. telling the same story, it's too many coincidences. Yeah, it's too many coincidences, and there's a fucking there's a pattern. You know what I mean? There's a pattern of him doing this shit. The motherfucker is a criminal, bro. Yeah, he deserves dude. to be in fucking jail. So I wonder if he's gonna like on the stage. Is he gonna like talk about it, or do you think he? <laughs> what if he just does the whole show and doesn't mention it? He at has all? to address it, dude. How, but like he, I mean, he can't go up there and joke about it. So he, what was it? What is he gonna do? He's gonna go up there and give like a like a a heartfelt monologue, like a sincere monologue, like, "Hey, I know a lot of people think some bad things about me," because he can't go make a joke. It would have to be that, or just not address it at all. I feel <laughs> like he's not gonna address it at all. And he's just gonna go into like his act or whatever. Just I mean, if I was in that audience, that's all I'm yelling. Rapist! Rapist! Cosby! I love the Cosby show. I love the Cosby fucking. I actually never watched the Cosby show like that. I was watching Family Matters the other day, though. You know, I mean, I, I, as a kid, I did like the Cosby show, but I, I just had no idea that he, he did that kind of shit. I mean, it's just such a trip. Never seen it coming. No, that's one of those people where, like, knowing the show and just watching him on the show, I would have never, ever seen that coming. Like, it was just so. His character on the show was nothing like. The guy in real life. The guy in real life is an absolute piece of shit. People could be so evil, man. Like, and it's funny because the people that we see on TV, like someone like Mr. Rogers, for example, or something like that, they're like really good people on TV. But you don't actually know what kind of people these they are actually are, you know, like sure. or what what kind of people they used to be. You know, maybe five years ago, Mr. Rogers was fucking getting in bar fights and stabbing people. We yeah. don't know that. You don't know. And also, you don't know what happens behind closed doors, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, because nowadays everyone can record everything. Back then, it was easier to have like a double life. Where you're like a different person on TV, but then you're someone else like outside. Bro, motherfuckers but would even have two, now you could still do people it. would have two families, bro. They'd be like, <laughs> on two families. They'd be like, honey, I'm going for a business trip, and they would leave for a week, go stay with the other family, and then come back. Yo, I'm I'm no cheater, right? But cheating is one thing, but having like two families, <laughs> how do you keep up with such a thing, bro? What do you even <laughs> What do you even difficult. call that? I mean, having two whole families—that's beyond cheating. That's just that's like the next level of cheating. <laughs> yeah, that's beyond. I don't know what that's called. You're with bro. another woman, and you had. Other kids with this other woman. I mean, how do you pull Jesus. that off? Yeah, you you have to be. One of them has to be. They they must not care about you being around. You know what I mean? Because you can't just be half and half in one. You have to be majority at one of these houses and then go visit the other one like every other weekend. I, like daddy's working on a trip. <laughs> so do you think when guys would do that, that one of them would know the arrangement, or like that you think they would both be just clueless? Like they both would think he's going on business trips and he would just be gone and like. He would knows, switch man. his his availability. I bet for like real rich people, I bet one of them knows. I bet because you got to find out, dude. Like, how do you not find out in this like telephone age? Like, you're gonna so, something's gonna slip up after years of shit. Something's gonna slip. Maybe up. like in the '80s. Now that shit wouldn't work, bro. If somebody has a fucking their phone, cell phones and yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Because you got to be well work. off to raise two different families. Oh, you, you know what I mean? have money. So man. one of them's got to be like, all right, fine. I'll turn the other corner. You go out there with fucking with fucking uh, Barbara or whatever. <laughs> I'll turn. I'll turn the other cheek. I'll turn the other cheek. I was about to say Velma for some reason because that Velma? new Velma show. Did you see the you Velma? That? The, the, she, she's she's an Indian chick apparently. I don't know how I feel about not the fact that she's Indian. I don't know how no, I feel that gets about, you angry. <laughs> that gets me <laughs> angry. Kidding. I like her white. <laughs> I like Where's Velma, Velma white? with freckles? <laughs> Brown Velma? <laughs> no, but like I I don't like to. T- I don't know how I feel about the tone of the show. Like the the set. Like the type of comedy it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've heard it's very raunchy and like dirty kind of gen z too though like it's very like hashtag blah 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 like oh, that really i don't know if i like that i don't think i like that and like shaggy shaggy is in the in the show and uh i think like shaggy him non-binary or some shit shaggy, <laughs> i think he's a black dude shaggy's a black okay, dude cool. just a regular straight black dude if i'm not mistaken i think he, i think he might be velma's love interest in the show 
later. I don't know. I haven't really like seen enough of it. But like they make jokes about him smoking, like 420 jokes and weed jokes. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. It's kind of like, this is kind of like something someone made who's never seen Scooby-Doo. And they're like, we're just going to take these characters and this idea and like turn it into a different show. It's all a cash grab. It is th- they're, just, they're using the IP, the intellectual property, to make a cash grab off of it. Yeah, it's some person who's like, ne- like the first Scooby Doo they saw was like in 2011, like one of those spinoffs. They never even seen like the original and shit. Not that it has to be like the original, but like this is like a very different show. It's it's strange when you see shows like that where like they're using characters from another iconic show, and this show is completely different, but they're just using the characters. So like to boost the, you know what I mean? Like yeah. to boost the. The like, uh, I guess, like popularity of the show. Yeah, man. It's but easy- really, this has nothing to do with Scooby Doo. This could have been anybody else. It, exactly. It's an easier way to sell into. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know if did we talk about this recently that Winnie the Pooh has become in the public domain, like the copyright to it. So people, these people are making like a horror movie out of it. Oh, that's why it's because yeah. it's like free. Because what is it, like fifty years? I think it's a hundred years. So Ooh, once something is a hundred. Winnie years. the Pooh was created in the nineteen twenties. That's insane. I mean, so was Disney. Wow. Yeah, you're right. You know? So, now, yeah, now they're making that horror movie out of it. Same so, thing with uh, Grinch. Oh, there's Grinch too? Mm-hmm. There's a Grinch one. I didn't know that. I forget what it's called, but it's a, it's a horror movie about the Grinch. Isn't it weird how that works, man? You know, have you uh, have you seen that new show on Netflix, Kaleidoscope? No, but I know uh, John... George, Giancarlo. Giancarlo Esposito. Is Gus in. <laughs> from Breaking Bad. He's in. So the show is interesting, so the way it's set up. Everybody's episode arrangement is differently. So it, the whole show is about a heist. And it cuts between, like, each episode is named a different color. So there's, like, a blue, green, yellow, white episode. You know what I mean? That's the name of the episode. That's cool. And each episode will be a different time series. So, but it's the same character. So it'll be, like, 25 years before the heist or two weeks before the heist or five months before the heist. Or, oh. Right? And that's how that's each one cool. will be set. So then it builds up the characters. And then as you're watching it, you get to jump around between different points in time. Yeah, you probably see some of them like 20 years younger and shit like exactly, that. Exactly, and see everything build up to it. And it's just such a cool concept. I haven't finished it yet, but I, I like it so far. It's starting off good? Yeah, starting off good. Jim is that like Carlos Money Heist? Is pretty good. Is, it, uh, I would say it is like Money Heist. Because isn't that similar. how that one is? Like it kind of focuses on different characters, and then there's, yeah. they're all like building towards the thing. Yeah, Money Heist jumps around. But of course, Money Heist is like, what's it called? Sequential. Like it has like, you have to watch this episode and then this episode for this to make sense. Mm-hmm. Where this is just like, you can watch any of the episodes and it all makes sense because it's all within the same realm of story. Oh, I see. So it doesn't really matter what order you're watching it like yes. th- th- whatever happened in this would be would be interesting to know in this one but you don't need to know it after to make sense yes that's cool man I, I like when shows do that when they come out with that with that cool format like some new idea where like it'll start at the beginning or whatever i don't know something new like that yeah man I, i've been watching a lot of movies recently actually I've, i saw um i saw this one when i was a little kid but i saw it again like yesterday you ever heard you ever seen slumdog millionaire Bro, I've never seen Slumdog Millionaire. But oh, you got to do yourself the, uh, a favor, bro. The brown dude wins the lottery? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. So he's playing, you know, the the game. Um, it became popular here in the U.S. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Oh, he wins Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Motherfucker's smart. So he goes on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. The story of the movie is like, he's this kid from the slums of India. So they call him like slum dogs. Because like India has like a super, I mean, historically, they just have like a caste system. So like the caste system looks down on like people with lower class. Yeah. It's kind of a sick nickname, but it's, uh, you know, not a nice one. <laughs> no, absolutely. And it's hard for them to move up. So they're just looked down upon by everybody in society. And this kid is just being shit on his whole life. He sees his mom murdered in front of his eyes. Ooh. They're fucking living in poverty, just like stealing him and his brother to survive. Like they're just doing all this shit. And they're just living such a hard life. And he like goes on who wants to be a millionaire. And this, the movie is like the story of him like progressing through the show and trying to like win and it like shows his backstory like growing up oh i didn't know that i thought for i thought he won the lottery and like it was his life after that no no no, no nothing like that you, sh- you should watch it though it's, it's an amazing movie bro. it's a good movie yeah all right i think I, yeah, i'll give it a watch i know it's like a very iconic movie people love that movie when it came out yeah it's i've been dude i've been getting on the indian movies man the good the good movies have been they've been uh, they've been <laughs> drawing me have you guys seen, have you guys heard of rrr oh dude those are the funnest movies to watch the trailers of like those bollywood like high high budget bollywood movies that (laughs) that movie i'm not even kidding that's a terrific movie no it's absolutely terrific because some of those they'll be like they'll like it'll be the villain he'll turn into a robot and he'll like turn into a car and then shoot a gun out of his stomach or something crazy that sounds cool it does sound sick though this, this wasn't anything like that this was like it's a story of of friendship and I would say friendship is the biggest thing. Like friendship. That's Fast and the Furious. And uh, <laughs> that's about family. It's a, that's my family. Is it that tone? Like it's an action movie, right? Because Bollywood it, loves it, action. It's an action movie, but it has a lighter tone. Gio, you know you the movie? Seen, Gio? You've seen it? You've seen RR? Two thumbs up? 
three thumbs up. There you go. Hello. See, Gio likes it. Gio, he usually hates everything. So if he likes it, that means it's fucking good. You got to watch it, though, man. It's so entertaining. So it's about two friends, like, from two different types of worlds. Like, two different types of worlds in India, but they kind of have similar, like, beginnings. Oh, it's a romance. I uh, I guess there's a romantic aspect to it, but no, I wouldn't call it a romance. It's more like an action movie. It's two dudes. Yeah, two buddies. Oh, okay. It's like okay. A, it's, I would call it like an action movie. All right. And it's terrific, bro. It's like so sensational. It's the most. I think it's the most expensive movie ever made in India. Wow. It's the most. Like they, that's the highest budget. For I'm a gonna movie. go watch a trailer for that. I think it's because it's whenever, on Netflix. You should watch it. It's three hours, but it who amazing. Yeah, I mean, well, all right. I may, maybe I'll give it a watch. Maybe I, I'll give I 100%, it a hundred percent. And don't watch the dub. The dub is fucking weird. Watch it in the nah, original. Dude, you always gotta watch sub. Yeah, dubbed watch is so language. fucking bad sometimes. I watched like a scary movie the other day. It was a Korean scary movie. Which one? Um. Oh, what is it called? The Artifact or something like that? The Antique? Some shit like that. Where it's about this this woman. The, the plot doesn't even matter because it's terrible. But it's about this woman who had like a mental episode. She lost her daughter. The movie starts off with her getting out of the mental institution and trying to like reclaim her life. And so she goes to find the daughter, uh, tries to like get custody of her, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's like her fight for the daughter, but also like kind of going through crazy things in her head where she doesn't know if they're real. And she doesn't know if like the daughter is being possessed and there's like some force following her. But the dub is so fucking bad. I wish I could explain to you how bad it is. Like, the things they'll say, they'll be like, come over here. Look at this. Oh, what God. is that? Like, it doesn't match the mouth at all. Bro, and you're like, you know what, though? Like, I don't like when they match the mouth. Because when they match the mouth, they try to come up with sentences to match the mouth that don't make sense. You know what I mean? Like, when they just start talking, like, if they're, like, exactly, exactly translating what it is that they said in the original one, mm. I think it works a lot better than when they're, like, trying to match the mouth. It's like, oh, well, we're here. And did you watch the whole thing in dub? I, no, bro, I had to I had to get out, and I usually don't do that. I usually watch, like, all scary movies. Like, even if they're bad, I'll laugh at them, whatever. I was out of there at, at like, minute 40. I was like, I can't do this, man. This is this is too bad. Did you even change this to the sub, or you just left the whole movie altogether? No, I changed the sub, but the movie wasn't good enough to keep me around, so I was like, I've lost too much time in this movie. I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> dude, yeah, man. I, I try, like, 30 minutes is a good cap for me. If the movie doesn't have my interest within 30 minutes... You gotta bail. I, that's a waste of my time. Because every, every movie now is more than two hours. Yeah, they're, they're long, man. I mean, certain action movies and shit like that, like, those are harder to get out of because the entertainment's always there. But like a movie that's like about like like a dramatic movie or something like that, if it's not good within the first 20, 30 minutes, it's fa- it's hard to get through. But I saw this movie recently called Circle. Have you heard of this movie? It was really good. That sounds familiar. Circle. It was a it was like a suspense movie, I guess, kind of. It's a so basically these people they wake up. It's like twenty people, twenty to thirty people, and they wake up. There's there's this thing in the center of them, and it's connected. It's like branching out, like webbing out into all these little circles, and they're standing on these little red circles. So these people wake up. They're like, what the fuck's going on, right? They're all looking at each other. They're waking up at different times. And so some of them are freaking out. They don't really know how they got there. And they try running off a little space, off a little circle. And they immediately get killed by this orb that's in the middle of the circle. Mm-hmm. So after some, after some questioning and they're asking each other, you know how you got here, blah, blah, blah. They're kind of all, they're all freaking out. They're all like very different demographics. Some of them don't even speak English and shit. So they eventually realize that they're there and they're, so there's these little arrows on the on the uh, platform whatever that are pointing to each of them they eventually realize that every 2 minutes they have the the chance to like vote for people so the person that that has the most votes gets killed so throughout the rest of this movie they're trying to figure out who to vote for so they're like basically these arrows they'll light up on the floor every 2 minutes it'll kill somebody they're the only person that can see what they're choosing so nobody else can see their arrow so they could say, I'm voting for this guy, but vote for this other person and kill him. And like they said, they voted for this person. So it's just a bunch of sneaky shit. And it was it was a really interesting movie, man. You should like give people, it a watch. People backstabbing each other. And people shit. backstabbing each other. Like the, basically the first decision they come to, the first decision they come to is to kill all the old people. So, <laughs> right? So they choose the person that looks the oldest because all the young people are like, you know what? They're like, we're going to... So like at this point, a few minutes have gone by, a few cycles have gone by where they realize, okay, every two minutes, someone's dying. They've already come to the realization that we can vote for them. So now they're trying to figure out how do we use this tool to our, to our advantage. They're like, well, I mean, the old people are going to die the soonest, so we should probably vote for them. So they choose the oldest looking dude and they go <laughs> clockwise from him, like to the oldest people. And they eventually get to this woman who has cancer, and that's when the movie like really starts to take like a good pace. Because then they start questioning like, all right, does this woman deserve to die because she has cancer? And then they start questioning like, well, you're young, but like, why do you deserve to die? Like, don't we all? Don't we all? Shouldn't we all have a chance? There's like a pregnant so, woman there. There's a so, kid there. So what do you it's think? Really do, you, do you kill the woman with cancer? I 
Honestly, bro, I couldn't do like the oldest people go first because who's to say that the youngest people are the ones who should be, you know, deciding who dies so, or whatever. So correct me if I'm wrong, but every person gets a vote? Every person gets a vote. So then who do you vote for? You vote for whoever you want to vote I'm for. I'm saying you specifically. Oh, who, me? Who you? I, uh, you don't know any of these people. So you don't know who's bad, who's good. You don't know like, what you know what? they've done. You have no idea. I guess that was a good starting off point to kill old people first. Because you don't know the <laughs> other... You don't, because as, as they start talking to each other, they start to realize who the pieces of shit are. And they'll go for them. Or sometimes the pieces of shit will have like... You know, they're, they're good at giving a speech. And they'll convince them to kill somebody else. So like later on, the movie kind of goes to the point where... There's half of the half of the uh, half of the uh, participants or whatever realize that there's a pregnant girl and there's a little girl and they're not going to get killed. So any sane person would not kill them. So they're basically going to be on the back burner until the very end. And they start realizing like the last two, like who's going to kill who and like do they both get to live? They're like questioning all this shit. Like how should we? They're starting to think ahead. But then the other team is like the other half is like, well, if we kill one of them, then it basically gives us the opportunity for a regular person. To make it to the last two. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So one half is trying to kill either the pregnant or the kid throughout the movie. <laughs> and the other half is trying to save them. And they're all bickering amongst each other to figure out what to do. And it's, it's it was a really good movie. That's, that sounds interesting. I mean, I don't... I couldn't vote to kill a pregnant chick. I mean, I'd feel I couldn't either. Bro. But then you also know, like, the other side's point of view. Where it's like, okay, for sure, if we let them both live, they're going to be the last two. Unless, like, you just want to be a piece of shit and fake your way all the way to the end. Because basically the people that want them to survive are, are like, okay, once they become the last two, we're going to, like, sacrifice ourselves pretty so much. How frequently do they have to vote? I think it, I think if I'm not mistaken, it's every two minutes. So every two minutes, like, a time roll, like, deep, Oh, deep, my God. Deep, and it's, like, the final ten seconds, and then, like, out of nowhere, the orb will kill somebody. This sounds like some Squid Games type shit. Yeah. It was some Squid Games type shit, but it was also interesting because you see, like, how the people... How they kind of judge each other on like how how like deserving they are of life, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like how some people are like, "Well, fuck this, she's pregnant." Like, what? It's it's my fault that she didn't do birth control. Like, <laughs> that's what, that's really, what one of them says. Like, it's my fault she got pregnant. It's my fault she didn't like she wanted to fuck early and not have birth control. Is there really one character that says that? Yeah, not like word for word, but he he says birth control. Yeah, that's he's hilarious. like he's like it's my fault that she didn't take birth control. Like now I'm supposed to die. And then the kid, they're like, she doesn't even know what's going on. Like, why should why should I? Sur- why should I die and she survives? Like, what happens at the end of this if she survives? What's the point? If I'm in that situation and I'm a woman, I'm just going to lie and say I'm pregnant. <laughs> How are they going to know if I'm not? I want to tell you all a bunch of things because there are people that lie. Like, you know, there are some people that, that say that they know other people to kind of get further in it. But you got you got to see. It was a good movie. You'd no, like it. That sounds fascinating. It was a really good movie for a low budget because it's just these people in this one room the whole time. And they're just like, it's all dialogue. No, I, I think I, I like movies that are, are that are a lot of dialogue, like you yeah. know, like dialogue heavy. Like I, I don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan of action too. I actually prefer action, but I do like movies that are like sometimes dialogue heavier. If they're just talking for long stretches of time, if yeah. the dialogue is good, yeah, the if dialogue's got to be good. If it's boring, like a movie can be like it can live or die with the dialogue. And if the dialogue sucks, oh, I can't watch that fucking movie. Yeah, bro. I saw the menu. That shit was pretty good. No, the menu is fucking great, man. That shit was good. Hilarious. Yeah. It was fucking hilarious. I did not see that coming with the main character. With, like, uh, with the two main characters. He's Anya, such a douche. Anya Taylor-Joy? Yeah, and uh, the other guy. I forget his name. I don't remember. The, the kid from X-Men. Big time douche, that guy. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's hilarious that that guy went through all that shit to be able to go to eat at the restaurant. Right? And then all this other shit starts happening. Like He was that desperate. My favorite scene in that movie is when the chef asked that kid to cook he's like all right if you're such a fucking cook go ahead and cook yeah and he's like what do you want to make and he's like lamb and he's like all right get him the lamb and then he's like uh he's like what else do you want to he's like you want to make leeks he's like and he starts making the leeks and he starts making the food and it's just fucking horrible yeah it's just terrible yeah he has no idea how to actually execute it but he knows all like the details of it yeah he knows like everything about food but he doesn't know how to cook and i'm just like that's fucking that's horrible yeah that is fucking funny some people do just so snobby and they're so like disconnected thinking like i'm I know exactly what I'm talking about when really they've never actually even done the thing. Exactly. It's like, it's, I think it, it speaks a lot about like critics and shit too, I feel like. Yeah. Like the critic in the movie, the chick, like, you know what I mean? Like That's true. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, yeah. Critics, isn't that kind of crazy how people can criticize your food and have like that big of an impact? I wonder if that's still a huge and impact. They on might you. not even know how to make eggs. Yeah. The person criticizing your food. It's because I know movie critics are still a huge thing. People pay attention to movie critics, but do people still pay attention to food critics? Like high profile oh, yeah, food dude. critics? But now it's moved more so to like, there's still magazines and shit, right? Like, like those are still around. Though. But and yeah, it's more, it's more Google reviews and also like YouTube reviews or yeah. like not even YouTube videos, like YouTube shorts. Like, I ate at this restaurant. I had this, 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 and this. It was good. It was shitty. 
Yeah. I kind of like, I kind of actually like that though. Like let's say if somebody goes to try a restaurant like a new city, like if it's like top five barbecue places in Austin and they show like at least one or two menu items from each place and they'll put like a rating or something. That's actually kind of cool content because it's quick and it tells me like where the food is good and what's worth checking out. Yeah. And it doesn't like overculture it like where you know a, a magazine article might do that or something or a critic might like exactly really dive into it and, like the different flavors and shit and i'm just like I, this is not what i want though i'm not here like to be a food critic i'm here to j- for just a good meal exactly. just tell me if it was good or not exactly i think it works much better with movies like deep criticism yeah because like the movies like they're really getting into the film and like what it's yeah. about what well, like food is different because it's like it's food you know yeah food is very subjective i mean exactly. movies are too they're kind of similar in, in a lot of ways, like to where you can find little things that one person might like that's really niche. For sure. But that, that like most people don't like or something Exactly. Like that. But then there's like some universal movies that are just like, it's hard to say that movie's bad. Yeah. And same thing with food. There's, it's hard to say it's bad. And then there's other universal foods like it's hard to say it's good. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, you might like this one little bit of it, but this is not a good restaurant. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mo- movies are, it's always funny like when you, when you see like a really good movie trailer or like a really good description of a movie. And like a cover, and you're like, oh, this movie's got to be fucking good. And you look it up, and the reviews are shit. And you're like, how did they pull this off? Like, they had me so intrigued as an audience member. If it wasn't for the internet, I would have for sure watched this movie. That's how it, that's how, and I, I like when it's the opposite case. Like, I remember back in the day, I had watched the trailer for Get Out, mm-hmm. um, the Jordan Peele movie. And I saw the trailer, and I was like, I didn't know it was directed by him. I didn't know anything about it. I just saw the trailer, and I was like, oh, this movie looks stupid, man. It looks fucking corny as hell. And I went in completely blind to the movie, besides seeing the trailer. Absolutely love that movie after watching it. Yeah, bro. It's it's hard for him to... I mean, it's not like he's trying to compete with these other movies making, like Us and Nope, but man, Get Out was so phenomenal. That was a great fucking movie, man. It just, it just hit all the right notes, like the sense of humor and like the kind of like dystopian elements to it, like yeah. the kind of shit that it has to say about like race and like... Because it got psychology and shit. Too, but like it wasn't too it wasn't too scary of a movie, but it also wasn't too like too not of a scary movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it definitely had its really menacing and like whoa moments, like where he first goes to the sunken place and shit, and you're like, this is a crazy movie. But then you're also like, this is funny. This is funny and like the, the dialogue is good. You don't know what's gonna happen next. It was a great movie. Yeah, man. I think he's provided like exactly what a lot of horror movies need. Like a lot. I feel like before he started doing this shit, like a lot of horror movies just took themselves way too fucking seriously. Yeah, I saw another horror movie. I guess kind of like a thriller. That fall movie. Did I tell you all about that? It's called Fall. It's called Fall. It's basically these two girls, right? So the movie starts off they're mountain climbers, and one of the girls. So there's a blonde girl and a brunette girl. Let's just say that. And one of the the brunette girl is dating this dude, and it starts off with them on a mountainside. And they're like, you know, they're clipping, they're doing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So the blonde girl and the guy seem to be vets where they're like, they're, they're doing a really good job at it. The dude's like at the very top. He's like, he's like smoking them. And the, the blonde girl is trying to convince the brunette girl, like, come on, like, you know, don't be scared, blah, blah, blah. So the brunette girl uh, is going up with them, blah, blah, blah. The guy is connected to the brunette girl. Some shit happens where he falls oh. and she's trying to like hang onto the string and you can see like the little thing that's, that's dug into the rock is like starting to loosen. And so this guy who was once a vet, they see him like fall to his death, right? Oh my so God. That's how the movie starts. It starts off with, the, and the, the main character is the brunette girl whose boyfriend just died. He just fell off a mountainside uh, and she watched him. So it fast forwards to three, to three months later and she reconnects with the blonde girl. They hadn't really talked too much. Like it starts off three months later with her like being completely heartbroken about this dude still. She's still like completely devastated. Her like father's trying to reach her. Her friends are trying to reach her. She's not really in the mood to talk to anybody. So this blonde girl convinces her to go on a road trip with her. So they go on a road trip and she finds out that the blonde girl wants to scale up this telephone tower. So it's like the third highest point in the U.S. or something like that. Like, the, I mean, I think it's like the second or third highest telephone tower in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So her idea is to take her with her. So the blonde girl at this point is like a YouTube sensation and she does like thrill seeking shit where she'll go like to a mountain or go like hiking through some forest or something like that. So she's recording it and they want to get to the top of this tel- this uh, cell phone tower. So she convinces her and they start scaling the thing and that's the movie. They basically get stuck at the top of it. I don't want to like spoil how they get stuck up there, but it was really, really well done. It sounds like a stupid concept because you're like... A cell phone chat. Like, they, they climb up, they get stuck, then what, what fucking happens? So I assume, I assume they probably start, like, arguing at some point. So, yes, yeah, so they start arguing at some point, and I don't want to say what it's about, but it's a funny no, yeah, thing yeah. it's about. No, I'm sure. Because, I mean, I mean, if you're fucking up a fucking cell phone tower, there's going to be... An argument's going to start. If you're, yeah. if you're stranded somewhere with somebody, or if, like, 
you're in a perilous situation, so, some kind of argument, someone's going to get mad. Yeah, because there's got to be dialogue. They're not going to be up there happy chatting. It's yeah. got to be like, there's got to be a problem. Yeah, <laughs> they're in a bad mood. <laughs> and yeah, a big dark secret comes out and, and some shit starts happening and they start bickering with each other. And the girl is a, is a YouTube sensation. So she has like a drone. She has like some other shit. Live streaming the whole thing on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, she's, she's, she's recording it to post it later because they have no signal up there. So the whole time they're trying to figure out how to reach someone down there or how to get down. And it was it was it was really well done. That's interesting. That's a horrifying situation to ever imagine yourself in. Oh, absolutely, dude. I'll just I'll say this. The latter part, so basically they're going up this thing. The foundation of the cell phone tower has a ladder into it. Mm-hmm. So that it's not breaking. But once they get up to the last two hundred feet, it's just a regular ladder connected to the steel pole. And so the ladder ends up breaking and falling. So oh, they're so they're fuck. stuck at the very peak of it, and then two hundred feet down is the regular ladder that they can use to get all the way down. And so they're trying to figure oh, out how to get down shit. there or like how to show someone that they're stuck up there. And there's no service. There's no service. And it's like near the clouds or some shit, I would assume. It's super high feet. up. And it's like in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. Oh, but they have like a flare God. gun. They have a drone. They have like a little bit of rope and stuff like that. Like they, they actually come up with some good ideas, but you, you got to watch it to see what happens. It's no, a, that, that it sounds, was a, that it was a real good, interesting that movie. That sounds good. All right, we're going we're gonna to end on that note, guys. All right. All right, take care. Next time, Gio will be around. His yeah. mouth will be ready to talk. Gio, we miss you this episode, baby. It's okay. Kisses to Gio. Tell him get well soon. Pray for him. All right, bye, guys. Thanks. Bye, y'all. <laughs>